I feel terrible every time I eat dairy. I just do it constantly. I mean, I ate a whole container of burrata today and then bought a second one. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my absolute and genuine pleasure to welcome you back to WTF Are You Talking About? with, for the first time ever on DVD, a full complement of the show's team. I am your host, Ryan, and I am joined by my magnificent co-hosts, Gabby and Emma. Say hello. Hello! I'm so excited that we're all back for the first time in... Well, I never left, but it is <laughs> wonderful to see you guys. We've got a fantastic lineup for the show. We'll be starting, as always, with a little Am I the Asshole. Then we'll be sliding into the DMs of the Mystical Magical Button to see what it's got on offer for us. Ooh! And then we'll be creating a tier list of baked goods. That's right, if you thought that you knew baked goods, think again, because we're about to expose their secrets, their lies, and their pleasures. we got a wonderful show lined up for you. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, let's get into our first segment. If you're a listener, you already know where we're headed. Am I the asshole? Everyone's favorite subreddit where people share their qualms, their disputes on the internet, and let Reddit decide if they are or aren't the asshole. We've all collected our own stories, which we will be sharing here. We are judge, jury, and asshole cutioner, and our verdicts are final. Now, before we get into it, let's go over our friendly vocabulary list. YTA means you're the asshole. NTA means not the asshole. N-A-H means no assholes here. E-S-H stands for everyone sucks here. We have our own little term that we like to throw in called asshole probation. We normally hand this down to people who may have been a little bit bad, but not necessarily get the full asshole title or minors because we're nice. All right, without further ado, who wants to start this week? Ooh. Gabby wants to start. I'm happy to start. I was actually telling Emma about this before we started recording. So I fall asleep to Reddit Am I the Asshole posts every night. I find YouTube videos of a text-to-speech robot who reads them for hours. I cannot sleep without it. You can't tell them this information. You're blowing up our spot. Ah! You're advertising our competitors. The text-to-speech robots are going to put us out of business. Normally I tune them out. But this one was so funny that I was trying to fall asleep and I just kept laughing out loud and I like had to go on Reddit and pull it up so I could read it to you guys because it was killing me. Here's the thing. You have come in so many times with stories that you have hyped up so much and I'm always nervous, but you have never disappointed. I, I'm always like, Gabby's talking too much about this. She's going to kill it. She's blowing her load too early. And you have never, you've never... Destroy yourself. <laughs> You've never missed. Oh, pretty rude for someone who's only been here for like three of Gabby's stories. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Am I the asshole for pressuring my dad to pay for my girlfriend's phone repairs? My girlfriend, Serena, is presumably Vander Woodson. And who am I? This story, for the Gossip Girl fans out there, is a lot funnier if you're picturing Serena Vanderwoodson, Dan, and Dan's dad. dad. Rufus! Rufus Humphrey, okay. Is we he don't making waffles? Oh my god, we're gonna find out. Oh my god. It's very silly. My girlfriend Serena and I have been together for two and a half years. She's lovely and I can't imagine not spending my life with her. Most of my family, but especially my dad, loves Serena. It's very sweet to watch them interact. It's very obvious he's very fond of her. A few months ago, my dad and Serena went on a hike on a mountain trail. According to Serena, my dad was holding her phone while trying to take a picture of the view and accidentally dropped it. 
He dropped it over the cliff, so it took her almost an hour of trying to locate it, and when she did, it was cracked terribly. It was no longer usable and basically hanging on a thread. My dad apologized profusely and kept stressing about his slippery fingers. When this happened, Serena wasn't too mad and I got her a new phone. My dad seemed apologetic and I was more than willing to get Serena a new phone, so I didn't think much of it. A few weeks ago, my dad, Serena, and I went on a run. Midway through the run, my dad remembered he was late for something and asked Serena for her phone to call a taxi. While he was taking the call, he dropped the phone, cracked her screen, and her screen protector. It was not as bad as the first time, but still pretty bad. He apologized once once more and Serena wasn't too upset. She paid for her own repairs and told him that everything was all right. A few days ago, no, Serena and I were at a family dinner and my dad accidentally dropped Serena's phone into a bowl of hot water. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In my head, there's just like a constant stream of dumb jokes. And I was about to say, that's what you were saying, he dropped the phone. I was going to say, into a pot of gumbo. <laughs> and what actually happened isn't that far from it. It's really Okay, into going. a bowl of waffle batter because he is Rufus Humphrey. Waffles. No, oh, I thought you were being serious for no. a minute. I was like, when did the hot water become waffle batter? Sorry. Oh my god. Keep going. It's so after you add flour, eggs, <laughs> half a banana, just as much cinnamon as you can handle. And love. And a pinch of love. I was going to say a pinch of lard, but hey, <laughs> whatever floats your boat. Same thing. Serena doesn't remember giving it to him. He claims he knocked it into the sink. At this point, I'm annoyed. Serena is a very careful person and she's dealt with more than enough phone troubles in the last year. Serena politely asked him to pay for the repairs and he refused, telling her that he was, quote, a poor old man that made a small accident. I am shattered to pieces! I stopped him and told him that he should pay for it considering it's his fault that this happened. He declined and made a fuss about how his wealthy son is exploiting him for money. Serena and I left early. Serena has already paid to get her phone fixed, but I'm still pressuring him to pay her back. A few of my family members think that I shouldn't make this my hill to die on. Am I the asshole? I will not explain this comment further, but your dad has a fetish for breaking people's phones. <laughs> the only possible explanation, because the first one, it happens. The second one, he broke the screen and the screen protector from taking a phone call, so he dropped it from at maximum, well, this man's not over six feet, five <laughs> feet and 11 inches in the air. How did it shatter both? That's what the protector's there for. I'm astounded. And the last one, she's like, I don't know how he got the phone that time. Like, he didn't even have an explanation. Yeah, the second time, it was really the, it was really the third time that got me. I wasn't expecting there to be a third in the story. I thought the first, you know, that's enough, that kind of stuff. Then the second, and I'm like, okay, this guy's got, like, what's up, dude? I'll hold the phone. By the third time, when she's like, I don't even know how I got it, I was like, mind blown. It's sexual deviancy. <laughs> I read a book about spies as a child, and mm. they had a rule in it that I think applies here. Once is an incident, twice is a coincidence, three times is a pattern. And this has become yes. maybe the strangest pattern we've talked about on the show. 100%. I think... A, she's well within her right to politely say, you cannot borrow the phone anymore. And also, I think, yeah, the dad should pay for her phone repairs. He has now broken her phone three times. His son replaced the first one, which, again, sounds like an accident, you know, a hiking accident or something like that. For my two cents, he should have replaced that phone. I think he should have replaced them all. I think he should have replaced them all as well, personally. The story went a completely different direction. 
when he first dropped the phone and then the son replaced it, I thought that was going to be the only broken phone. And then the son was going to go to his dad and say, hey, can you pay me back for the phone because you broke it? And then I think, well, there's a debate to be had there. This is far stranger than I could have possibly imagined. Yes. He's also giving very much um, the grandpa in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where, like, when it suits him, he's just a poor old man who is helpless. Then the second a golden ticket comes around, he jumps <laughs> out, and it's like, excuse me? The You've been in bed this whole time, and you just could be out here? What issues do you have with Grandpa Bucket, Gabby? <laughs> because... <laughs> the listeners will not be aware, look, but you drop a trash talk on Grandpa Bucket frequently. Look, I wish Grandpa would kick the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been holding that joke in? Could you see it in my face? Yes. Yeah. Your cheeks were puffed up like a squirrel. You You're were turning purple like an animated character. Anyway, is he the asshole for pressuring his dad to pay for his girlfriend's phone repairs? No. My conclusion, I think the dad should have paid for the phones. I think unless there was some very evident financial reasoning or something like that, and obviously we don't know the full story, but I do feel like if there was some sort of valid thing going on, then the original poster would have written about this. So I think not the asshole for requesting that your dad cover the repairs. Your dad should have offered to cover the repairs in the first place. You should not be having to ask for it. Yep, not the asshole. Your dad's a freak. Absolute freak, not the asshole. Case closed. The girlfriend is also an absolute trooper. Honestly, Serena, if you're hearing this, not Vanderwoodson because Serena Vanderwoodson doesn't deserve rights, but no. Serena from this story, you're doing great. Gold star, I don't know. Can we start a GoFundMe for Serena? <laughs> um, Serena needs our help. Why is no one talking about Serena's phone? <laughs> Oh my god. I can't tell you how long I've been waiting for all three of us, because I've been saving this story. Oh. I withheld it from last week's episode. Sorry, Ryan. Buckle up, babies. Woo! Am I the asshole for refusing to bend the rules on seeing my newborn just for one person, even if it's the only chance she'll have to see him for months? So I, age 34, gave birth on Christmas Day before my son's birth. It's Mary. Isn't no, there a song gonna... called Born on Christmas Day? Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. Okay, yep. To save us all from Satan's power and he was gone astray. Oh, oh tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. God rest you, Mary gentlemen. It's one of my favorite Christmas songs. It's a banger. It's pretty good. It's 830 and we have done one story. So I gave birth on Christmas day. To make visits easier, my husband and I made a list of rules before my son's birth and sent it out to everyone who might come along into our house. Some rules include the following. One, up to date on all vaccines. Two, if you feel sick anyway, don't visit. Three, let us know a week beforehand so we can arrange a day slash time for you to come. Four, no smokers. Five, no phone calls or visits between 7.30 p.m. and 10 p.m. Six, you can only stay an hour. Seven, no picking up the baby without consent. Eight, no advice. Nine, no perfume slash deodorant. 10, no is no, we won't explain why. 11, no pictures to be taken or posted on social media. 12, if you visit the first time, you will be expected to give mom, in parentheses, me, a gift card and a gift for baby from our approved list. <gasps> 13. Before you ever come, no matter how many times, you will be given a list of either food or groceries to bring with you, and a chore for a list of your choosing. 14. No more than two visits a week per person. 
with that list of rules, why would you ever visit them under any circumstances? Wait, we're not done. It's good to keep the visits to a minimum, and no one can complain about favoritism because everyone is treated equally. Which brings me on to my current situation with my sister-in-law, age 20. She studies in a different part of the country and is rarely home. She asked to visit last week before she had to go back to school, so we set up a date. We sent her the link to our gift list, some takeout items we'd like her to bring, and a list of chores she can choose from. She immediately texted back, saying she's broke and she can do extra chores instead. Me and my husband talked about it and came to the decision that if we bent the rules for one person, everyone would want the same treatment. We told her no, and that we were very clear about our rules, that maybe next time she could visit. She begged, and even said she would clean the whole house because it would be before June she would be able to be home again. We simply texted no. She didn't reply. She left this morning and we got multiple texts from my in-laws belittling us for using our child as a cash grab. My husband simply replied it was our rules and no one deserves special treatment. He then told his family they were on a timeout and blocked them. Since then, my family and our friends have told us we were wrong because she is a broke college student and they would have understood if we looked the other way for once. We've tried reaching out to his sister, but she won't reply. All right, Gabby and Ryan, you've been holding a lot in while I've been reading this story. I saw your faces. I think I need to recuse myself from this already. Like, if I was going to be selected for a jury, I'd need to disclose ahead of time that I hate the defendants. Yes. So I cannot be involved in the verdict. <laughs> it's just, it's not fair. I'm going to call them assholes because I just don't like them. I am already too tilted to remember the exact question. The exact question was whether or not they were the asshole for refusing to bend the rules for the sister-in-law, even though this will be the only chance she'll have to meet the baby for months. This is my thing. They're like, rules are rules. We can't just bend them for whoever we want. They're the rules. They made them up. You made the rules. And the rules are bad. They are your own rules. You simply have the power to do whatever you want to these rules. They're really bad rules. I don't want to go too hard in on it because the rules are so bad. It is making me wonder if this is a family from another culture where these rules are more normalized. The idea of if you want to visit this child, which maybe I'm completely callous, but that's in itself a chore, right? Like, <laughs> you're doing them a favor by coming and visiting this little twerp. Not necessarily. It depends. I've heard like differing things on this. It depends on the person. And honestly, yeah. it depends on the child. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I think it does depend on the person. People who want to come and just be like, oh my God, the cute little baby. And like, and then just leave. It definitely is a polite thing to bring. Like, I know people that have brought like some frozen meals for the parents mm -hmm. when they've come back and stuff. And it's like, that's a really sweet and thoughtful thing, you know, because I don't have a child. I don't know what it's like to be a new parent, but I imagine that it's quite a lot when you first bring a baby home. I mean, all of my experience is bringing a cat home. And even then I was stressed out. I'm all for groceries. That one makes a ton of sense. Yeah. No one wants to leave the house well, you've got a newborn. My favorite part about the rules list is that when I was reading this, you just keep thinking that it's not going to get worse and then it just keeps getting worse because it starts out and it's, I think the first one was up to date on all vaccines and the second one was if you're feeling sick, don't come. I think that those are totally normal things and also kind of common sense. They won so much goodwill with those first two rules because I immediately felt sympathetic for them because they were having to spell out what I assume would be obvious. So then I thought, yeah. oh no, like maybe they're dealing with some, some real obstinate people here. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like the 
sister isn't vaxxed, but we really want her to meet the baby, and there was going to be, like, a real moral quandary. Yeah, and then the rules, you kind of just slowly, you're like, wait, what? What are you saying? The rules keep coming, and they don't stop coming. And they don't stop coming, 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 and they don't stop coming. The thing that really got me about this story is that the sister explained her situation, said, I don't have the money to get a gift card and another gift for the baby. I will do extra chores. She wasn't saying, I want to do less, which I also think, on a side note, she would have been well within her right to say. But she's saying, I'll clean the whole house, I'll do extra chores, but I can't do this part. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we can't bend the rules. And it's like, oh, then people won't bring us gifts. They'll just come over and clean our whole house, and we can't have <laughs> that. That would be against the rules. How rude of her. My siblings occasionally listen to this show, and I want it known if they listen to this episode. If you pull this shit, we are done professionally. This is going to be a Christmas and Thanksgiving situation only. Oof. Scathing. I'm drawing a line in the sand early, all right? <laughs> but yeah, shall we take a look at some information? Yes, what did Reddit say? So, once again, Reddit came through with this one. They've labeled this woman and her husband an asshole. Good. I am curious what their reasoning is. Top comment says, you're the asshole. Your rules went from zero to 60. Like smoking and vaccines. Yeah, but gift cards and chores? The entitlement is strong with this one. Mm. This comment says, those aren't gifts. They've made their baby a pay-per-view event. Get them. Love oh it. my Go god. This one says, you're the asshole. What special tricks does your baby perform to warrant an admission fee? This is literally a cash grab and you should be ashamed of yourselves. The original poster responded and said, Say what you want about me or my husband, but don't talk negatively about my son. He's an innocent baby in all of this. Oh my god, no he's not! And I can't prove it! <laughs> <laughs> he's not! I think what irritates me the most about that comment is they weren't talking negatively about your son. They were making fun of you, and you've somehow interpreted that as an attack on an infant. It's anyone's fault but hers. So, Reddit thinks the asshole. What's our verdict on this one? Asshole. 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 Case closed. Case closed. Am I the asshole for thinking of leaving my boyfriend because of Danny DeVito? Okay. <laughs> Go on. Tell me everything. My boyfriend, 33-year-old male, really likes Danny DeVito. We've been together now six years, and he's always liked him. Even when we first got together, he had a cardboard cutout of him he got a few years before we even got together. It never ever bothered me until he started working from home because of COVID. And honestly, it didn't even bother me. It bothered one of his colleagues. He has a well-paid job and is thought of very highly in his workplace. He has been told by his boss when he retires next year, he will be recommending him for the job. He has been there 12 years, and this will be a really huge advancement for him, and he deserves it. Now for the strange part. Due to him now working from home, he's been doing a lot more video calls, and his boss's boss, Jay, really does not like the Danny DeVito cardboard cutout. He asked him to remove it during a meeting, and so he did, and the meeting carried on. The week after that, in another meeting, it was back in its usual spot. After the meeting, Jay asked my husband to hang on and blew up at him over the cardboard cutout being back. He snapped back that he is unable to tell him how to decorate his house, and unless he formally puts it in writing, he will not be removing it. I tried to speak with him calmly and say that maybe he could just move it, but he has had none of it. He even went as far as to buy an oil painting of Danny DeVito and hang it right behind himself, and even got a couple more cardboard cutouts. Jay at this point has 
pretty much said, although he can't fire him, his career here is dead. So he decided to find a new job without consulting me and will be ready to leave his job in January after serving his notice. I tried again to speak calmly with him and he just blew me off and said he isn't staying somewhere who values the decoration of a room over the quality of his work. At this point, I absolutely blew up at him and called him out for how childish he's actually being. I'm honestly not sure who he is anymore because of this and I'm genuinely thinking of leaving him. We haven't spoken much in a couple days and honestly an argument has never lasted this long. I might be the asshole here because I should have maybe took his side, but am I the asshole? Not the asshole. And congratulations, your boyfriend's a fucking dumbass. Dump him. He's a moron. He sucks. He might be the dumbest person we've ever talked about on this show. So I'm curious to know if the meetings are internal or like client facing. Because I think that would change my opinion a little bit. I actually don't think it matters. I no. think that if you're in an internal meeting and your boss says you can't have a Danny DeVito displayed in the back of this meeting and you ignore him, you're a moron. Yeah, I'm just, I'm curious. So a lot of the comments in Reddit are actually about, because Reddit is really split on this issue. There is not a good general consensus, but a lot of the comments are questioning the nature of his job and if it's internal or client facing. It's not even remotely relevant. And I understand why the first jump is about that because everyone's like, it wants to be this fierce individualist of, well, I'm not going to let anyone tell me to do anything ever, especially on, you know, the internet, when there's a screen in front of you and no one can challenge you on why that doesn't make any sense. But at the end of the day, he was in a really good position. All he needed to do was behave himself and not screw up. And he put his principles ahead of that and in this case, there was no reason to not be pragmatic. That's why I'm upset with him. It doesn't matter what the boss was asking him to do because it was a very simple request and he should have just done it because that would have been better for him in the long term. And, you know, if he sees a future with his girlfriend, better for her. I also think you don't have to throw away the Danny DeVito cutout. I'm sorry, I really just never thought I'd be saying those words. Um, <laughs> you don't have to throw out the Danny DeVito cardboard cutout. <laughs> I can't finish the thought. You don't have to fully remove the Danny DeVito cardboard cutout from your room. You can just move it for the Zoom call. Yeah, or just, like, have it in your office, like, five feet to the left out of frame. Like, it is clearly the principle of it for him. Yeah. But I really don't like his line of reasoning either. It's like if he was, like, in, like, a meeting in, like, his underwear and his boss was like, don't do that. And he's like, you're gonna tell me what I can put on my body in my home? Like, yeah, there are basic standards of professionalism. It's moronic. I also like that he's leaving this job. He's already got a new one lined up. And he's like, I'm leaving because they won't let me de decorate my house the way that I want to. I refuse to work at a company like that, which makes me think, and I'm sure it's not true, but it does make me think of the idea of him in an interview. They say, oh, well, there was a, you know, th thanks for your responses to our questions. And do you have any questions for us? And he's like, I got this Danny DeVito cardboard cutout. Can I have it in frame? He brings it just into the interview. I was going to say, <laughs> bold of you to think Danny DeVito is not in the background of the interview. <laughs> um, but yeah, we kind of had something similar to this happen at work. So we work in a client-facing role, and one of my coworkers was sharing his screen to show some content to a client during a Teams meeting, and he revealed that his like laptop background was a picture of two sock monkeys holding hands. <laughs> oh my and god. And my boss immediately after the meeting ended, she said, You need to change that immediately. Immediately. And he did. Yes. That's what you do. That is what you do. 
that is what you do. But I do understand the people where my first reaction is, it's two sock monkeys holding hands. That's not that bad. But still, if your boss, if it's a work laptop and your boss is like, hey, change your background away from the sock monkeys. Change your background away from the sock monkeys. It do it. It's not hard. I also think a big thing for me is how he's like, he should have no say over my household decorations. This isn't a picture of a flower we're talking about. It's really funny to imagine yeah. like him being like, they don't have a right to like change my interior decorating scheme. And it's just that his boss is like, yeah, I don't really like mid-century modern furniture. Can you like, <laughs> can you repaint actually? Sorry. It's kind of garish. Yeah, yeah. it's like your, your decor is a little bit dated. Um, it's a little too Chip and Joanna for my taste. Yeah. Tacky. What are you thinking about a remodel lately? So going back to the initial question of the girlfriend saying, is she the asshole for thinking of leaving him? Because we focus a lot on the relationship between the boss and the dude. The girlfriend. Is she the asshole for thinking of leaving him over this? Definitely not the asshole, because he is revealed that he does not have his priorities straight. He also revealed that his conflict resolution skills are zero. Not the asshole. Not the asshole. Not the asshole. Honestly, leave him. It's very clear. Case closed. Case closed. Am I the asshole because I use my lacrosse skills for evil? My wife says I'm being a huge asshole. That's already a bad sign to start with, I think, but continue. Yeah, the first line is just, my wife hates me. Yeah, it's like um, the person who you are in a partnership with thinks you're wrong, start reevaluating, I think, yes. immediately. I like to keep my front lawn very neat and tidy. I'm not OCD about it. Use better language. Yeah. Yeah. Aspire um, for more. Yeah. But let's say if I lived in an HOA, I would not ever be warned about my lawn. I have one neighbor who lets her dog crap on my lawn. This isn't an issue. It's what dogs do. Other dog walkers also let their dogs do their business and promptly pick it up and walk a couple houses down to the bus stop and put it in the trash. Or take it somewhere else if they are walking the other way. This one neighbor, however, doesn't pick it up unless someone is watching her. Well, I have a doorbell camera and I can see from my office when this happens. This is a sponsored ad for Ring Doorbells. <laughs> for the Ring Doorbells. Use a lacrosse stick to hawk shit at your neighbors. I like how it's become very obvious words. <laughs> yeah, I realized it about 30 seconds ago. You were reading, yeah, and then I went... For the last two weeks, I have been using my old lacrosse skills and a homemade poop flinger to return her property. I may have gotten enthusiastic. It doesn't always land on her lawn. Sometimes the house, sometimes the sidewalk, one time the roof. As stated, my wife thinks I'm being a jerk. Am I the asshole? I think my favorite part about all of this is the fact he's like, I'm using my lacrosse skills for evil. And then he's like, it's not ever going where I'm aiming. I mean, he could be aiming for the roof. Like, we don't know that he's not like, fuck these people, like shooting for the car. But I do think we know he peaked in high school. Hard. This man peaked in high school. So is he the asshole? I think that there's not really a debate to be had here. If you fling feces at another human, you are an asshole. That's what assholes do. That is They slick. fling feces. It's bare nearly the definition. Yeah. However. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at him at all. That's my new discussion. Because I think you can be wrong, but still be based. Yes. <laughs> and I think that we might be in a situation like that. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. I don't even think he's an asshole. 
Honestly, I think what he's doing is perfectly fine, even if it's on the roof. (laughs) If he's, like, breaking their property because he's, like, launching it out a window, then I take issue with it. Otherwise, I literally just think it's, like, fun and funny, and, like, it'll come off. It'll rain. Like, who cares? I totally see where you're coming from, because I really wanted to say exactly what you just said. But I just can't quite bring myself to do it. I think he is I'm, doing a bad thing, even if he's maybe totally right for doing it. I'm there too. I still think you can't lacrosse style just lob piles of dog shit. But why? This is tough. This is tough because I'm willing to be swayed to your cause, quite obviously. But what I need justification for is does he have another less assholeish option? For dealing with this problem. Yes, and this is where, like, has he asked them one time? Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's the full difference maker. If he has asked yeah. one time and they did not listen, fire up a full trebuchet. You can get other people's dog shit and eat at their house at this point. Like, just go to town. Put, like, a wanted sign around. Just be like, all of your dogs, bring them to my house. Yeah, have, <laughs> have them shit. Just like pup cups galore. We're, we're just gonna like get get the system going. There's just a line at Starbucks. <laughs> Say pup cup a small plastic cup with whipped cream in it. Yes. Oof, that are, can not be good for a dog's digestive tract. They are free. Dogs love them. George shits like a maniac. <laughs> it's just dairy and sugar, two things that dogs were not built to process. Oh my god, but she's so cute when she eats it. She's like. Um, can you do that one more time for us, Gabby? Am I the asshole for giving my dog a pup cup even though it makes her sick because I think she looks cute when she eats? Are you posting it on Instagram? No, but it is. Then I think you're good. I've got two pictures of it on my wall right now. Never mind. You're eating pup cups. (laughs) I don't think he's an asshole. (laughs) But my tummy does hurt. It's not related to anything, but just in case anyone was wondering. Yeah, I think he's I think he's an asshole because you really should have talked to your neighbor first. You just should have done that before you launch poop at someone's at someone's house. I'm sorry, this is like so ridiculous. I really want to hear from the audience on this one. Hello everyone. Just like magic, as Ryan said, he wants to hear from the audience on this. We have a special guest who was listening from the other room <laughs> that we were recording in. She's our biggest fan. She listens to all the episodes twice. Once when we record them and once when they go up. Give her a big round of applause. It's Olivia. Everyone, this is my flatmate Olivia. She just knocked on the door in the middle of us talking about this story saying, I have so many thoughts. Well, I agree with Gabby. I think he's completely within his right to be lacrosse, using his lacrosse skills to throw dog shit across. Here's what I say. His neighbor knows what they're doing. They see their dog shitting and they do, are not picking it up. And I think they're getting what comes to them. And I think also justice comes in many forms. And who are we to decide when justice needs to be done, what's an acceptable form of that? Does that make him an asshole to be serving justice in this world? Are you, like... (laughs) What kind of bullshit is that? You're asking who are we to decide when to serve justice? you're the host of this podcast, That's the name of the show, asshole. But no, the neighbor was an asshole first. I think you've won me over, (laughs) Olivia, with that because I I was being too lenient in my head. You're right. When you said... The owner knows what they're doing is wrong. 
I was trying to give an opportunity for detente, but you're right, they don't deserve it because everybody knows already you shouldn't be doing that. It's literally, there's a fine against it. My question is, if he did not previously have a conversation, is this neighbor gonna put two and two together and think there's dog shot on the side of my house? That means, oh, it's this person lacrosse style lobbing dog shit at my house and I need to pick it up when I when my dog poops on my lawn. Here's my response to that. Well, I problem. don't think the justice necessarily means like punishment. So like the neighbor doesn't need to know that he's being punished for justice to be served. <laughs> I think in another situation where like, oh, you didn't try to talk to them first. I'm now hurling things across the street. Maybe be reasonable, maybe have that conversation. In the sense that, like, no one's walking by and being like, I should leave my dog shit here. Like, nobody's gonna mind. This is a great thing to do. Like, no, he's, he or she or they is not thinking that. They know it's wrong. And so they don't need their neighbor to be like, hey, listen, have you thought about picking your dog's shit up? We're past that point because it's already like, you know, that's a bad thing to do. It's kind of like if someone comes and shoves you, are you supposed to tell them like, hey, did you, like... I would appreciate if you didn't shove me or maybe you just shove them back. <laughs> you can do either. Like they could have this that conversation, but I think that it doesn't make them an asshole to choose a a more swift, maybe more exact form of justice, such as now the dog shit is in your lawn. There's all sorts of poop all over the world and <laughs> That's very profound. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, that was my thought. I was like getting riled up in the kitchen as I was checking out my banana bread. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Uh, everyone give it on up for Olivia. <laughs> I bet her banana bread's gonna taste good too. She can do it all, ladies and gentlemen. I think Olivia made some very strong points about knowing that something's bad. I'm, I feel like I'm settling onto everyone's sex here. I'm sorry, I still, I can't give the man a full pass for lobbing the shit. You don't have to apologize for thinking that humans should not <laughs> propel fecal matter at other humans. I think I, that's okay. It's a hot take, I know. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I have been swayed. <laughs> what? What? That, that was the opening argument I made. I like everyone sucks. Oh, okay, okay. I, 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 yes, I'm fine. I'm fine with everyone sucks, actually. Yeah, sometimes I forget everyone sucks exists. And yeah. then I remember it, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> nuance. So then, verdict, everyone. Everyone sucks. Everyone sucks. ESH. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, your host, Ryan. And I'm here as well with my host, Emma. Say hi. Hello. Unfortunately, our dear friend Gabby has had to take off due to a diplomatic incident where her immunity has been revoked. So she'll be off for the next few days, uh killing assassins, fighting the government. It's a whole thing. You don't even really want to hear about it, I'm sure. But in her stead for the rest of this episode, our intrepid fan from earlier in the show, she's a flatmate of Emma's, and her name is Olivia. Say hello. Hello. We're going to play Will You Press the Button, which is a classic game. It's a little bit like Would You Rather, except for there's always a benefit you get for a cost you have to pay. The archetypal example is Will you press the button? You get a million dollars, but someone somewhere dies. We'll be getting these questions in from a website that is filled with user submissions from the early to late 2000s, which means they are often comically out of date. Let's get into it. Would you press the button? You are able to speak all foreign languages in the world, but you never ever have the opportunity to speak to natives. Yeah. Yeah. No downside. I mean, I guess the downside is that you can't, like, properly use it, but it says, it only says speak, not understand. Yeah. I think I would also hit the button. Wait, is it speak to natives in their language? 
Because we know we have a lot of friends who are from foreign countries. Does that just mean I wouldn't be able to see them again? Mm, I mean, I think that would probably be looking more into the question than maybe they intended. Yeah. Because I don't think they mean you can't speak to anyone. I think that they mean like essentially you can't use your power to the capacity that you might want to um, because you can't speak like you can't go to France and speak to French people. Yeah, I'm, f I'm fine with it. Yeah, I think it, it's a detriment, but like it's still the pros are much larger than the cons here. It's an well, it, it's an imperfect superpower because you can still hear the language, right? You just can't converse in it. And that sucks, but you know. Hmm. The other thing is like, if you accept this power, do you then lose the ability to learn the language on your own, in which case you could use it however you wanted? Yeah, I'm not gonna do that though. Well, you're not gonna learn every language in the world, but you're like, you're limiting yourself in the way that like, I'm committing to never being able to speak to a native ever. I'm never gonna be able to do it anyways. Not even in Esperanto. <laughs> <laughs> Will you press the button? You have the ability to change into any object or thing for any period of time. But every second that you are on that object, you lose a minute of your life. I'm going to be a thwomp for 20 minutes. <laughs> just just bury me as a thwomp, baby. I do not know what a thwomp is. Fake fan spotted? Fake fan spotted! What? Is that so bad? Why do I not know what that is? Hi, ladies and gentlemen. So Olivia had to go, and now it's just me and Emma <laughs> hosting Olivia, the show. We took Olivia to a farm down the road. It's full of rainbows and butterflies and gunshot wounds to the back of the head. She, no! Anyways. Can someone just tell me what a thwomp is, like, real quick? For those of you unaware, the thwomp is a host favorite. It's the big block man from uh, Mario games that you sometimes see trying to squish you. Just go follow our Instagram. You'll see some thwomp love on there. I'm pushing the button. I'm not pushing the button. This is a common theme with me and button questions of this nature. So being able to transform into different things, that is a top tier superpower that I would like. I'm so into it. But knowingly losing out on time in your life, like knowing that it's ticking away is a top tier anxiety. I can't do it. I can't do it. Cause I would, I can't do it. We're gonna take this one back to um, the Twilight Saga for this one. <gasps> Will you press the button? You will become a vampire and gain all of the powers of one, but everyone will try to hunt you down and kill you and you lose all your powers if you go into the sun. We're pressing the button. Um, what do they mean by all the powers of a vampire? Twilight vampire? I'm the world's most dangerous predator. Everything about me invites you in. I'm gonna share an embarrassing story with all of you right now. I was a big, as one would call, twihard mm. during the Twilight heydays. Was reading the books, had a shirt that had all of their faces on it, had their posters in my room and that kind of stuff. I used to refer to myself as a vit. That is a V-I-T. That's a um, vampire in training. As a vampire in training. <laughs> I had oh, a no. journal at the time <laughs> that in the front of it, when it said, you know, like little journals where it's like, write your name and whatnot. I wrote, belongs to Emma, the vit. So, yeah, that's just a little tidbit out about my life. So um, I guess you're pushing the button? I'm not. Oh. Because here's the thing. I don't think their powers are that cool for the downsides of them. The downsides being you have to eat, you have to 
only consume blood and you can never go in the sun and like you'll never sleep again and you're immortal which i don't really want to be for like being a really speedy guy going through the woods i don't think they're gonna accept gotta go fast as a medical condition yeah plus it adds another downside that the twilight vampires don't deal with such as you will die if you go in the sun also that always someone is trying to hunt you down and i think that would be stressful because again in the twilight saga the only people trying to hunt the Cullens down are sometimes the werewolves if they're on their land, but, you know, that's... <laughs> I could live with that. I'm not pressing this button. I don't think it's worth it. Plus, what about my immortal soul? No, but that's when you just have, like, your vampire dad find a nice confederate soldier. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm ending this discussion. I will not be pushing the button. Let's move on. <laughs> Alright, everybody, we'll be moving on to our next segment then. We will be doing a quick tier list ranking of a bunch of different baked goods. It's going to be very simple. The ranks will go S, A, B, C, D, and F tier. And we're going to be pulling up a bunch of lovely little baked goods and having a quick discussion about where they're going to rank on the stack. The baked goods we will be ranking are banana bread, scones, brownies, focaccia, gingerbread men, red velvet cake, apple pie, pumpkin pie, chocolate chip cookies, chicken and ham pie, shortbread, and bagels. Okay. Banana bread. Where do we think it goes? Okay, banana bread. That strikes me as a solid A tier. I think an A tier. I agree. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't cry about it. All right, well, great start. <laughs> like, A is for apples and bananas. <laughs> <laughs> also, also bananas. You know that song? Is B not for um, bananas? Bana the thing about banana bread. Tell us the thing. It's reliable. Here's the thing. Even a bad banana bread that like kind of goes wrong, it's still good. You can kind of make it healthier, make it a little yummy snack, but it can also be a dessert. But it's never going to be my first choice of something, you know? So I think A tier is a perfect place for it. I think we're in agreement. Yeah, I think A is a good spot. Scones. This is a hard one. Yes, F. I think we're going to get into <laughs> problems here. Because if you say F, honestly, I'm going to... No, I don't mean F. Maybe I mean... <laughs> Scones are such a broad thing. Like, what type of scones? We're talking about a plain scone. A plain scone. We're talking about a plain scone. Just like how banana bread is, to me, very reliable, scones are very unreliable. There yes. is a big difference between a bad scone and a good scone. Nothing hits like a good scone with some jam, clotted cream on it, or even just some butter. Amazing. You can do no better. But a bad scone? Not worth it. Hmm. I, I would agree there. There's something so gorgeous about a good scone. Here's what I think we should say for these baked goods then. What is the average of this mm. gonna be and where's that gonna rank for you? Average D. scone? D. I put it in C. I'm putting it in C. Mm. The thing is is that I've had, maybe in my life, great scones from one place and all the other scones I've had are like that's why I disagree. I think the majority of scones I've had have been pretty okay. I don't think I've had that many bad scones. I've had so many dry, I've had some crumbly, really horrible great nonsense. Scones. And then I think this was not worth it. It's not worth the money. It's not worth the pain. The pain. <laughs> it's not worth the chewing. And it's not worth spending some of your like daily nutrients feeding yourself on something that's going to be so disappointing like that. I get you know? that. Now you're full of what? This scone? <laughs> of nothing. <laughs> Brownies. Bottom. 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm shocked at you. I'm sorry. I was thinking actually C tier. And I thought that was going to be controversial for being too low. I thought brownies were going to be like a certified hood classic. I would probably say B or C because I actually love a good cheap boxed brownie. Mm -hmm. I don't love fancy, rich, 
too fudgy brownies because it's too much. It's too much for my palate. I never go for the brownie if I'm like out or like buying a pastry or something, but I love a Betty Crocker, little nonsense. You know, it's still warm. It tastes cheap and naughty. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think those, if all brownies were those, I would put it in A, but they have so many like sisters that are just... Well, I don't mind a blondie. They're doing too much. Blondies aren't brownies. My thing with brownies, because I, I do agree, I do love a nice Betty Crocker brownie mix, you know, very fun, very good, but it's still not nearly as good as many other things, and it's not that exciting, and people get so excited over brownies. People talk about brownies as if it is the godsend of earth, and also, I was a high school girl when Pinterest got big, and so I lived through the slutty brownies phase. I lived it. I was in the trenches eating those brownies that people would just put whatever on and be like, it's this, and being like, mmm, this is delicious. Why were we doing that? Because people are pretentious, and they want their brownies to be more than they should. Do people from not the U.S. know what a slutty brownie is? I don't know, uh, but Pinterest certainly is I universal. think people could piece it together. Yeah. And if they can't, that sucks for them. I pieced it together, and I didn't know what the fuck you were talking you about. Guys. I'm assuming it's a brownie that's zhuzhed up. Zhuzhed all up kinds much. of stuff. Like, also, no crumbling Oreos over top where they're adding a whole bunch of other crap. Yeah, slutty brownies is brownie mix and then you put a chocolate chip cookie dough piece on top and then you put a pretzel and then you put a Reese's peanut butter cup until it's like, it's out of hand. And honestly, I feel like I just, it will never be my first choice for something. Yeah, I think that's why it belongs in like B or C. I think C. I think brownies are very monotonous. I really, really loved them when I was a kid. But because when you're a kid, you're, you're looking at this and you're saying, they took sugar and chocolate and they put it together? Are you kidding me? Give me some of that, which, you know, perfectly valid. But I think I'm putting it in C, personally. Okay, it can go in D. D. It's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you are punishing the brownies of present for the crimes of the past. I agree. I think the slutty brownies have colored your memory. And slutty brownies are really... I wouldn't even say they're brownies. If they've got cookie pieces in them, it's... Not cookie pieces, a full cookie. Yeah, so... That's a disaster. That's... And then a full Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> if it's just a, ca a dessert casserole, I think mm. that's its own thing, which is an F. I think we're being very reasonable to meet you at sea. <laughs> this is a legal battle? Okay, fine. Like, Brownies will go into sea. Focaccia. S. That's S tier, right? Amazing. The thing is, is that... Well, we're saying average focaccia, because it's not all that good. I would... Yes, it is. Well, I love focaccia. It's really good. I am so happy to do... Is dry, though. That's what I'm saying. I'm happy to do A, <laughs> but a dry focaccia doesn't hit S tier. It's still really good, but yeah, it's not quite S tier. Sometimes it's like... I think most focaccias are incredible, though. Some focaccia you can't even eat. You can't eat it by itself, though. Okay, that's... And then it's like, if I can't eat it by itself, is it an S tier? Like, if I need this to be a sandwich... That's what I'm saying. It's still delicious, but as a baked good, mm -hmm. it, I don't think it's S because sometimes it falls short. And I think we've got some that are coming up that'll definitely be S tiers. So I think focaccia is an A tier for me. Okay, supermarket focaccia? No. You bake. Not everyone does. And you bake excellent focaccia. Oh, yum. Which is, is much better than supermarket focaccia. But if, I think the last focaccia I ate was definitely just from Sainsbury's. And it was A tier, but it wasn't S tier. I see your point. I thinking your own baby focaccia. I am thinking of my own little baby focaccia and the, 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 I, I take care of it. It's S tier. Emma's focaccia, if it was on the list, guaranteed S tier. But, you know, that's just not what, that's not the list we're dealing with today. Gingerbread men. My hot take is that 
gingerbread men are so fun to decorate, but they don't... They're like Play-Doh. Fun to decorate, not to eat. Yeah, but I love ginger biscuits, like ginger cookies and like ginger flavored things. Mm. But for some reason, gingerbread men, whatever recipe we use to make it so hard and then make it last forever, does not cut it. Gingerbread generally makes me feel like a sickly Victorian child. Do you know what I mean? Like, my cookie is hard because the winter is cold (laughs) (laughs) type of thing. And I don't love that vibe. No, I don't know what you mean whatsoever. (laughs) You know what I mean. That's funny because I actually totally do. Yeah, I'm I'm biting into this thing and it's basically hard tack. However, I actually really like gingerbread men, but I'm willing to concede several tiers on them. I am fine with them going lower. Yeah, I think they're fine. I think they're seasonal and fun and fun to decorate. What do you guys think then? D tier? I'm happy with D. I think, yeah, I think D is fine. We'll let you in. You technically passed, but... Sure, sure. But not not AP. I'm not thrilled. Yeah. (laughs) Not AP. You're not getting into AP. Now, here's... Here's something that I think is going to attract a lot of strong opinions. Red velvet cake. F. <laughs> what? <laughs> Can I jump in and, and hit you with a fat F on yeah, red velvet cake? No. F what? red velvet. F them generally. And also they get the great F. Imagine being chocolate cake, but you're colored red. So bitches be like, mmm. Here's the thing. I am not a red velvet cake stan. I like a red velvet cake. If someone offered me a red velvet cupcake, young, cool, into it. It's not F. I don't even want a red velvet cupcake if someone says, do you want one? I say no. And then I say, I don't need to be lied to by my own dessert. Red velvet cake is gaslighting us all. You yeah. heard it here first. It is. It's acting like it's its whole own thing. And it's just chocolate cake with like red number four in it. I'm with you, man. I'm putting in an F tier. I am willing to bump it up to D for you, Emma. But I'm I will not. not go. I will not go higher. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I am thinking way more about the frosting. That very yummy, like cream cheese buttercream. Well, I frosting. love a cream cheese frosting. Of course, I'm not a monster. But those are always on the red velvet cupcakes. Deserves a better host. I agree. I think, and you can put it on other things too. Yeah, other things that aren't like, going to lie in your face, like carrot cake. Absolutely. A a worthy host. Very delicious. I feel like I'm not going to argue it any higher than a D, is what I'm getting at with your guys' sentiments. Someone has to fail on the bell curve, and I can't think of any dessert that makes me so angry as Red Velvet does. I would cry and scream if some other poor baked good got ranked below Red Velvet, the crime of our society. Yeah, I mean, I'll concede because I'm a guest on this podcast, but I just want you both to know that I'm very upset, (laughs) and I hate Red Velvet. And if you have a problem with slutty brownies of 2014, how do you not hate Red Velvet for everything it stands for? Because it's not trying to be 15 different desserts at once. It's trying to be its whole own thing when it's not. We're this and we're that and here we are. And Red Velvet's just like, yeah, like I'm Red Velvet. It's like, no, you're not. You're nothing. (laughs) You're about to be foaming at the mouth right right now. now, But fine, D, fine. (laughs) Oh my God. That's fine. Stick it with those cute little gingerbreads. Or wait, what did we put them at? (laughs) D. Yeah, it's like they'll now the gingerbread men have to look at that thing. That's, I'm upset. Apple pie. <laughs> Apple pie is a pretty solid C. I was gonna say C as well. Interesting, interesting. I'm willing to concede a C. I would have put B. 
but I'll, I'll work on C. That's I'm fine. willing to negotiate it higher to a B, but it's not even the best apple-baked dessert, in my opinion. What's the best apple-baked dessert? Apple cobbler. Is an apple cobbler a deep-dish apple pie? No. No. An cobbler apple. has a crumble. Cobbler is the same thing as crumble for all you Brits out there. Oh, that was educational for me as well. Okay. We're learning. <laughs> I do really like an apple crumble. Butterfly in the sky. Fine, we can we can stick with C. Yeah. Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie, Sorry. A tier for me. It's A tier. It's, I, it might even be S tier for me. Oh. I love pumpkin pie. I am a white girl from the United States of America. You give me anything pumpkin flavored, hello, it's my new favorite thing. I was gonna say B, but I'm happy to have it in A. Like, I, I, I can do A, pie, I can do A. So talk to me about chocolate chip cookies, guys. I put that in S tier. I love chocolate chip cookies. Mm. Here's the thing, we're talking about the averages of them though, and there is so much, they're like the scones, there is so much variety in chocolate chip cookies. And, and I'm very specific about how I want my chocolate chip cookie to be. I want it to be as raw as it's legally allowed to be served to me. I want it to be just half dough at this point. I do not want a hard chocolate chip cookie. They're not worth it. They just aren't. And good. here's here's where I'm at. I love a freshly baked chocolate chip cookie. I love a half dough chocolate chip cookie. It's delicious. If a Chips Ahoy is a chocolate chip cookie, then it's bringing the average down. Here's the thing. I love Chips Ahoy. Another point that I have that unlike a scone, I think a chocolate chip cookie has maybe a median rather than a mean because I think that there's a clear standard for the average chocolate chip cookie that is recognizable and that is the Toll House cookie which is delicious. Toll House cookies are not available outside of the United States. That's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, talk to King Charles about that. I do agree though, a bag of your standard Sainsbury or Tesco yeah, like today baked, cookie, but like you can get a, a bag of five chocolate chip cookies from Sainsbury's for a quid. They're pretty good for a quid. I think they're fine. I don't think they're as good as the today baked red velvet cookies that you can get, but I don't want to open up that can I of worms I have again. been made sick by that statement. Could not pay me to eat a red velvet cookie. I want to put chocolate chip cookies in B tier. <gasps> B? I guess I just have a personal connection to chocolate chip cookies. I eat them like three times a week. You're trying to use the sympathy card on us now being like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm crying. I have, I used my grandmother's recipe. She's tugging at the heartstrings. She knows what she's doing. Don't act like you didn't try and do that with your focaccia. Oh, I fully did. I'm so sorry. I'm happy with them in B tier. I do get that if we're using the same scale on all of them, <laughs> which we should, and we did this to scones, there are disgusting chocolate chip cookies, not a slay. How do you guys feel about a chicken and ham pie? I don't eat meat. I yeah. feel like I have to just kind of recuse myself from like <laughs> I don't with the legal. I think maybe even it just returns it goes down a tier just for being somewhat exclusive. Sure. Which means it's it's between you and me, Olivia, and I'm gonna be advocating for an A tier. I, I can do. take it down to B. I can do B, but you're going to be hard-pressed to bring me to C. Uh, frankly, I'll walk off the show before I go to C. Okay, here's the thing about meat pies and which ones I like. Mm -hmm. It's not chicken and ham. Hmm. And I do like a meat pie. You know, my flatmates can concur. I often have them in the fridge. What's your preferred variety? I would most often go for a chicken and mushroom or a mince. I don't love the idea of mixed meats. In fact, I hate I don't want mixed meats on my sandwich. I don't even like pigs in a blanket because I'm like, I don't want pigs on my blanket. Right. <laughs> my blanket. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want pigs 
pigs on my blanket. For what it's worth, if we're talking about actual pigs, they are welcome on no, the blanket No, they can be on my blanket. They can come to not, any blanket. Not their meat. So I don't know. I guess how low are you willing to put it? I'll put it at B, minimum. I think B's fine because I think it's yum yum delicious, but I wouldn't choose it. Fine. Shortbread. Shortbread, if we're in Scotland, it's an S tier. If we're kind of anywhere else in the world, it's much lower down. But you can get Scottish shortbread. Are you saying that like, but it you doesn't go to hit the, the same? We're averaging it. I yeah. think we're all thinking of the same brand when we say Scottish, and that brand of shortbread is unbelievable. The average shortbread, though, to me, usually kind of dry. Yeah, I'm thinking about it now. They're either too buttery for what I'm in the mood for. You can mm. feel it on your tongue. You know that feeling? No. And it almost tastes like artificial butter. Or, yeah, they're too crumbly and dry, and I would not reach for them over any other biscuit. B or C? I would even maybe say C, because I feel like they need also a beverage. I need a tea. I can't just sit and eat shortbread or I'm coughing up. <laughs> You're just hacking up the shortbread. I'm happy enough with C. I'm happy with C as well. I think that that is a good one. All right, last one. Bagels. Bagels do feel wrong to be in this category, and I know that they are baked. We had this discussion. They kind of feel like they're on their own thing. Bagels are S tier. Yes, that is correct. That was uh, the right answer. I mean, I want to agree with you, but I also think just a plain bagel. Is it a plain bagel? Ooh, that's a really good point. Are we talking about just a bagel, or is it bagel with cream cheese, bagel sandwich, bagel with peanut butter on it? We didn't give this grace to Fakasha. No, I'd be happy to eat just a bagel. I would too if it's a fresh bagel. I don't want some stale yesterday's bagel. Do you know what I mean? An Aldi plastic pack bagel. Yeah, like, ain't do I I want that raw with nothing on it. Raw! No, I don't. <laughs> They're just selling the bagel dough. It's not even been boiled nor baked. But I do think a fresh, the outside's like salty and mm -hmm. crispy mm -hmm. inside. Mm, that's S tier. But again, we're talking about averages here. A tier? I want it to be an S in my heart. I'm just mm -hmm. saying that like, it's not always perfect because sometimes it's in a multi-pack at Sainsbury's and it's like, <laughs> where is that? Okay, bagels. I'm gonna land on S tier. Yeah, why not? <laughs> After all of that, well, I'm fine with it. S tier. Well, our final tier list rankings. At the top, in S tier, bagels. Amazing. What they deserve. In second tier, A tier, banana bread, focaccia, and pumpkin pie. In B tier, chocolate chip cookies, chicken and ham pie. In C tier, scones, brownies, apple pie, and shortbread. And in D tier, gingerbread men and red velvet cake. Nothing in F tier. And frankly, I think that's probably fair. On this list, I'm not sure that anything is a total failure. I disagree <laughs> so much, but, you know, compromises must be made. Well, that just about brings us to our time then today. Aww. <laughs> but before we go, I gotta know. What did you guys learn? Um, well, I learned that some of the people that I know and love and live with um, <laughs> are, in fact, fools who prefer the sickly, dishonest tastes of red velvet cake. Well, it's like they say, the secret ingredient is crime. And fraud, <laughs> that's the tastiest crime of all. The secret ingredient is just a dash of gaslighting. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be gaslit by my dessert, but I learned today that some people do. <laughs> Um, I learned today that I'm being attacked on my own podcast. Um, <laughs> I learned that some people will really die on the hill of Danny DeVito. Indeed, we will. <laughs> All right. Something I learned today is that there really are more uses than I thought for a lacrosse stick. 
So, if you enjoyed our show today, we would absolutely love if you joined us next week. That is right, every week we put out a show, and we would love to see your smiling faces slap that follow button on whichever platform you're listening <laughs> on, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, a banana, whichever. We just want to see that bananas. number go up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you got Apple phones, why not have banana phones? You know what I'm saying? If you want to stay up to date with us on Instagram, you can follow us at what.tfpodcast. We share some memes. We share some announcements. We share pictures of us when we are apologizing to people for getting the episode out late. But, you know, we did our best. We um, share a glass of eggnog together. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, That's a wrap on the show, folks. But before you go, I gotta know. Tell me. What would you put in your eggnog if you had a big old glass of it right now? Not nutmeg. Not nutmeg. Maybe that's my issue with it, is that... What? Are you that's actually kidding? the only ingredient Cinnamon. of eggnog. Yeah, Honey. <laughs>